Hey guys, welcome back to Boys and Ghouls Film Review. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson. This is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hi guys. And tonight we're reviewing um, Demolition Man that was made in 19... Or released in 1993. Yeah. Sorry about that. I keep I keep calling it Maiden, but actually it, it could have been made. It was being made over a couple of years. Yes. So, yeah. Mm. But so, yeah, released in 93, that's good enough. Yeah, and this was released two years before um, Judge Dredd, just so you know. Yes, interesting. <laughs> so we will mention that later on mm. in our, uh, uh, what do you call it, end bit, summary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. this is another one of Stephen... Um, I mean, not even. I mean, Sylvester Stallone's movies. We mentioned, we did uh, mention, we did Judge Dredd just in our last review. So we thought we might continue by talking a bit about um, about Demolition Man, which um, is a yeah, similar feel, action hero type guy. Yeah. 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 One of um, many things about it. Just today, I was watching a bit of. Um, Sylvester Stallone's previous other films, you know, Rambo. I mean, I mean Rocky. I mean, yeah, yeah. Rambo. I'm, I don't know why I said that. Sorry, but uh, anyway, I did a, that too. True, true. Mm. But I gotta mm. admit, I do like Rocky because the f fact is that he written a couple of he written all, so almost all of the scripts for Rocky. He did, yeah. Mm. Well, he, well, hey, you had to pitch the first movie. Yeah, yeah. He had to pitch it with to the first movie to the producers. And while the producers kept saying, oh, we want to audition so-and-so for this role. And Sylvester says, if you don't accept my accept me in this role, then you won't accept my script. Yeah, so he pushed it, he pushed it, and he, he got in. And yeah. mm, yes. The rest is history, so they say. Mm. Mm, quite. So, anyway, um, let's get down to Demolition Men. Um, who directs it, produces it, and writes it? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Mm. Now, Okay, the, the original storyline was put together by Peter Lenkov and Robert Renault. Hmm. Now, the screenplay was written by those two gentlemen mm -hmm. with uh, a Daniel Waters coming on the uh, screenplay team. Mm -hmm. uh, it was directed by Marco Brambillo, or Brambilla. Uh, it was his first time as a director. It was his debut. Uh, debut? Not debut. Taboo. Debut. Uh, mm. I think he'd been doing commercials and stuff before. Yeah, I read somewhere yeah. that mm. fans kind of help self-fund this film. Who? Fans, like, oh, um, like oh. to oh, help oh. pay for the um, the um, police uniforms, you know, whatever to complete it. Whatever. So hey. thanks to the fans for. Yay, so fans, so yay. in this in this way, it's sort of an independent film too. Well, I don't know how in independent it was. Way. It wasn't that independent. Anyway, irrespective. Now, yeah, produced by Joel Silver, Michael Levy, and Howard Kazanzian, I think is the right pronunciation. Oh, now, the, hmm. That's a mouthful. Yeah. A lot. Anyway, budget 77 mil, wow. box office 159 mil. Hmm. Uh, so it was a reasonable success, that's all I would say. Yes. Now, now the cast. The cast. There was quite a lot of people involved, as one would expect in a movie of this magnitude. But mm. the main ones are Sylvester Stallone plays John Spartan. He's the um, the male lead, obviously. He's a, a policeman in the current time who gets into trouble and he gets cryogenically frozen and he gets taken out of the fridge a few decades later to follow the same enemy he was chasing... In the in first movie. In the first, first movie. In the first, first, part, first, first part of his life. Right. Mm. Wesley Snipes, he's a naughty guy who was uh, 
he was chasing in the first part of the movie and they both got frozen and well actually Wesley Snipe he's uh, playing Karen. a character Simon Phoenix and he was got he woke up for his uh, parole hearing and he escaped and that's why Don Spartan was defrosted uh-huh. to chase him. And the next character on our list is, is Sandra Bullock. Little San- Sandra Bullock. I think she's lovely. Yeah, originally her role was going to go to um, another actress that we've reviewed in the past. What's the name? Laurie Petty. Yeah, but I guess... I don't think... I, don't think um, I like Laurie Petty. I don't think it would have worked. She, she's too scatterbrained in, mm. in her approach to it. It had to be nice, a little bit comical, yeah. whatever. But like and little girl next Sandra door type person. Sandra yeah. pulls it off because oh. she has that sweet, innocent yeah, and character. Yeah, that's, that's what know? it needed. This is the future when there's no crime. Everyone's nice and friendly. And I don't think Laurie Petty would have actually suited that. Yeah, she's more wild than crazy. Yeah, she'd be cool. working for better off work with Vin Diesel in a Triple X movie or something or yeah, other, you know. Like uh, but yeah. Anyway, irrespective, and last but not leastly, the. What would you say? The. The naughty, the real naughty guy behind the scenes is played by Nigel Hawthorne. He plays yeah. Dr. Raymond Cocteau. Yeah, I, interesting a, thing about Nigel, he wasn't really fond of working with Sylvester or Wesley Snipes, sadly enough. Well, that's I, I don't know, problem, maybe he uh, he could have been just, it's, he's a, he's an, an, he's a professional. An English, he's an English actor. Yeah, he's a professional yeah. while he's working with... Um, younger individuals in the field and while a lot of people may see it as um, young old stallion versus young stallion this is well, um, a different, a, style, of it's a different style of acting a different style of yeah, filmmaking I mean, Nigel Hawthorne I believe I saw him in Yes Minister and then he did a couple of movies here and there to me Nigel Hawthorne is a good actor but he's not as great as people well he, yeah. he, he this might what you just yeah. said might imply um, yeah yeah I mean, Slide been doing a couple of movies. Was yeah. Slide been on a few movies? Hello. Yeah, <laughs> so. different styles of acting and all yeah. that stuff. So anyway, irrespective. I, I don't know too much about that. But I, I yeah. like Nigel in his roles he's played. Yeah, yeah. and mm. let me see. Rob um, Schroeder, he, who also starred in Dem, in Judge Dredd with Sylvester Sloan in that past review. What, okay, um, what role he's he also, playing? he plays, uh, he plays, uh, let me see, what's he play? <laughs> um, he plays a... Uh, a uh, police phone operator in this movie, that's and right, he yeah. co-stars with in this role. That's right, yeah, that's right, yeah. But he's not a very big role. It's only, he's only got a little bit. It must be the cold. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. Yes, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And another interesting actor, even though he makes a cameo, not a, a very big role in this. And let me see, his name is... Um, Steve... Um, oh, what's that? Oh, uh, I can't read your handwriting. K a h a n. Khan, maybe yeah. Steve Khan. Yeah, see, um, he was the he plays the um Captain Hill, and he in this in a previous movie he did a couple. Well, it's actually it's more of a film fr- franchise where in Lethal Weapon, where he plays the captain in that. Well, there you go. See, typecasting happens mm. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um. I guess that's everyone I can think of, but I'll bring up a few more because there's a lot of famous faces in this movie. Yes. <laughs> well. Yes, quite. So, let's just dive into the movie. Dive, 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 dive. Yeah, and speaking of dive, in the fir- opening scene, we see 
um, Los Angeles. And current day. Current day. <coughs> I don't know how current. <laughs> well, when the movie was made, let's say current 19, circa 1993. Yes. So anyway, um, so anyway, John Sparta is with um, two he- guys in a helicopter. One is called, let me see, his name's Zach Lem. Mm-hmm. A young Zach Lem, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. He plays an interesting part in the story. Yeah. An older version of him shows up later on. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway, they're there to scout for a horrible terrorist guy named da, 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 Simon, Simon Phoenix. Phoenix. And Simon Felix, Felix has um, kind of abduct, abducted uh, some people from a bus and took them into a secret location somewhere. A big warehouse building type thing, yeah. Well, not so secret. Well, well, everyone knew where it was. Yes, but they, anyway. they traced him there. Yeah, soon <laughs> enough, Spider comes there, he shoots up the bad guys, but at the same time, he doesn't find any of the survivors. Yeah, they do a, they do a scan of the building. Actually, this is the part that bugs me. Hmm. And I said to you when I watched it the other day, to refresh my memory, <coughs> before he went into this building or... He did a scan, and all he could find was a half a dozen or so of Simon Phoenix's henchmen. Mm. He didn't find any uh, hostages anywhere in the building. Yes. Now, later on, the building gets blown up by Simon Phoenix, mm. and they find the dead bodies of all of the hostages. Yeah, and they blame yeah. dear old Sparta for jumping into action and... And not taking into yeah. note of the fact there might be yeah. a few survivors they, in there. They believe Simon Phoenix said, I told him that the, the hostages are here, but he said, I don't care. Well, um, it, you would think if he did a scan of the building, it would be recorded somewhere in a computer, somewhere they did a scan. Yeah. And there was only so many life forces found in the building. So yeah. they so believe the naughty guy. Yeah, and they, felt, and they think Spider run the risk of doing this. Yeah. So they then mm. tell him that since you did this, you're going to be under arrest and going to prison. And technically, prison is different in this A world. cryogenic prison. Yes, mm. where everyone f- gets frozen and they stay there until a certain number of years. And it's kind of sad for Sparta because he never got around to saying goodbye to his daughter and or his, his wife. wife and, stuff. and he wasn't really naughty, was he? No. Yeah. And... Yeah. He, so anyway, it's an interesting scene in this one. We watch him getting frozen. I think I read somewhere Sylvester Stallone was not really happy with the scene because he didn't like the fact he was scotch naked in it. How naked? Well, down to his um, birthday suit. Uh, yeah, very, very happy birthday to you. <laughs> so anyway, but luckily the camera was able to not show yeah, anything. Yeah, no, it's a bad. very good, uh, very good uh, filming there. You did not see anything. You always see his uh, his torso, but you didn't see anything. So yeah, it, it was it was good uh, good filming. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets frozen, it and everything, and many, 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 many trillions of. Years later, I what don't know. What are you know. talking about? But well, it feels like the year, it, this year, <laughs> the years later, it turns into a very um, 
more of like a peach-colored world, if you will, guys. Like a nanny state, if you can imagine, where everything is perfect, no cr cr zero crime, zero deaths. Well, not deaths of a per horrible nature. It's, it's about thirty-five years after he was frozen. Yeah, not millions and trillions. Well, of it years. feels like millions and trillions years because in this <laughs> world, everything's different. Like there's no crime. There is zero bad guys zero free will and yeah. zero free will all that stuff and the thing that you and all the things you may think is either crazy or weird have been removed from that society yeah and anything was uh, like comics or radical music or cool yeah, stuff like yeah, that there, there, a line in the movie says um uh, uh, it says anything that isn't good for you is deemed bad for you yeah. and if it's bad for you it's deemed to be illegal yeah so you don't have access to it. So yeah. let's say you, you liked um, uh, really junky food, gave you high cholesterol. That was bad for you. So they made the legal say so you couldn't have it. So you couldn't yeah. eat your burgers and fries and nuggets and chips for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Yeah, no. or you cannot listen to music that has obscene language. Or even suggestive language mm. or anything else. Yeah, because yeah. mm. the only thing you get to hear is um, the old 1950s or 1940s Ads come, yeah, you know, like they called mini tunes, uh, uh, adverts, and that's yeah. all listening to in the game. Uh, uh, take me back to the fridge, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's an interesting part of the movie. He, said, uh, he didn't want to be in the future, oh, yeah. <coughs> so, yeah. anyway, I'll get back to Hang the story on. itself. So, Sandra Bullock's character, um, is um, she likes this the um, old world stuff, and and she's disappointed that as a police lady, she does she has zero things to do and there's no crime anymore yeah you don't even get a jaywalking person here yeah the only thing that they grieving about is um unexpected street art or or graffiti being put on walls and that wouldn't happen very often no no yeah and it's not really um it doesn't last it gets de disintegrated off the wall because of a special laser um on the walls that destroys it instantly Bad. Yes. No advertising. Hmm. Yes, and this is done by um, uh, sort of a, I guess, a, a bit of a, well, a bit of a group of people living down below who are sort of scavengers and thieves and stuff. Well, not thieves, they're outcasts. Well, and the people who, who don't want to be part of this new society, yeah. this, this new utopia, yeah. they want to do their own thing, have free will and whatever, so they're, um, yeah, and they're a bit like the Morlocks in yeah, Time yeah, Machine. Yeah. Uh, they live underground yeah. and living a different existence. Yeah, yeah, and led by Edgar Friendly. What a great name. <laughs> oh, clever. So anyway, moving on. So while um, things are creamy coloured and everything, um, our, one of the, um, do the um, psychiatrist guys at the, at the prison interviews, guess who? Simon Phoenix. Phoenix and Simon Phoenix um, is a bit disagreeable here well not really disagreeable because all the other patients they're practically either not they're not meant to be hostile or anything because they're programmed to yeah they're, yeah, they're getting big conditioned um, memory implants and yeah, stuff yeah. programmed to learn new things that could make mm. them re-emerge in society as normal people yeah supposedly but well, fortunately we mm -hmm. yes. but so anyway he mm. come he kind of um becomes disagreeable and somehow he's able to um you know break free of his restraints 
He had a password yeah. given to him while he was asleep. Yeah. He didn't know where he got it from. Yeah, he just says, I out. wish I knew. And, mm. But he soon took out both security guards and the psychiatrist, and he breaks out of there using da 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 He plucks out one of the, the psychiatrist's eye. It's yeah, do a, uh, a retina scan or something. Yes. Yeah. <coughs> Interesting, hey? Yeah, and when the police hear about the murder death kill code, um, what's it called? Um, um, I don't know. I don't know the codes, obviously. Well, I'm not a policewoman. They, they made up their own codes, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Carry on. And they're a bit surprised. Like, they never heard a murder, death, kill code in either. this world. So it's all new, like old school knowledge that's forgotten, whatever. Well, they, they weren't trained in handling that sort of crime. Mm. No. Anyway, they find out the um, Simon also stole a car and, and killed another person there. Yeah, the and stuff. He soon um, comes to a, um, a com- computer in, in, that's out in that's in the park, where he types in all sorts of stuff. You and know, and he gets all this weird, wonderful information and stuff. And yeah, and he says, "How the hell am I doing this?" Yeah, he's yeah. like saying, "Man, I'm possessed. Maybe I could t- play the accordion too." <laughs> yeah, he had no idea where he's getting all these skills from. Hmm. Yes, he then hears this mysterious voice in his head saying, "Don't you have a job to do? Don't you have someone to kill?" And he's suggesting he should go and kill Edgar Friendly. Yeah. <laughs> and who, Edgar. A person he doesn't even know exists until now. Yeah. Anyway. He's got a job to do. Yeah. So the policemen were able to send out some cops around there. And they're not, their way of um, doing things is, is by computer. By telling them, um, get the thug to lie on the, the ground, you know, face down or else. Yeah, so yeah, you just give them all the words, and they had no idea how to really do it. Yeah, not really, really like well. Like reading a script, so, oh, you're being very naughty, you go and lie down, or I'll get really cross at you. Now, it doesn't really work, you know. Yeah, <laughs> eventually Simon, again, um, takes down the um, policemen. And the I think there's guys. about six or five uh, of them. Five or six, yeah. And they, and he pretty much um, takes one of their special um, rods, sort of like a... It's a, it's electronic, like a cattle, a bit like a cattle prod, but not yeah. quite so bad. Not yeah, he takes one of their prod, their stick things, and sticks it into a, um, possibly the gas cylinder. And, uh, and it blows up the car. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Anyway, they're at their wits' ends, and so the President um, Cocktail, whatever his name is, um, tells them do everything in your power to get rid of this menace. So, and the, so they along comes our little friend Santa Bullock. <laughs> yeah, and Zach Lem, the older version, which is done by. Let me see, who is he done by? Um, Bill. Cobbs. Cobbs. Mm. He's been in a lot of movies, I think, and he suggests. I'm amazed that that Zach Lem didn't become the chief of police in this because. He, he had more skills. Because he had more skills, more knowledge. He's a lot older than the, all the rookies, policemen. Yeah, but maybe he didn't want to. Well, maybe. Or maybe it's a choice. Or maybe he's just too old. Yeah, maybe. Huh. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so he suggests to him, to to the policeman, to defrost um, John Spartan. John Spartan. Yeah. And hopefully take down. he'll take down Simon Phoenix. Yet again. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes, so, so they do they do that, just that. And unlike Simon Phoenix, who was given all this knowledge about the future, 
Science? They gave him, no, it wasn't given knowledge about the future. He was given skills. It's given Martial skills. Martial arts skills, computer skills, all this other good groovy stuff. Yeah, yeah John Sparta it has not very much knowledge about no, the squad. He, he'd been de- reprogrammed uh, in uh, in the, uh, th- um, uh, what do you call it? In sewing and knitting. As to be a seamstress and that <laughs> oh, sort of stuff. Oh, peachy. That's going to go yeah. a long way, isn't it? Yeah, well, yes. So, anyway, he... He's a little sad that his wife and his child, uh, well, that his wife died, just so you know. In a big one. In a big earthquake, that they called it. They called it a big one. I guess his daughter didn't die. No, she's still but, around. But but he he didn't want to meet his daughter because he might think he's some fossil from the Stone Age. Yeah. So he didn't want to do anything. Yeah, yeah he didn't want to catch up. There with was her. a there was going to be a deleted sad. scene that they were going to include in this movie of his daughter and his wife, but it never came into production. Shame. Mm. I would have loved to have known what his relationship was like with was like with his wife and with his kids. It would have been nice, but retro stuff, but. Wasn't necessary. No, no, it would have mm. slowed down progress, I guess. Well, it's all already long movie. Yeah. Anyway, mm. so, um, he, of course, um, um, he does meet up with Zach, and they bond a bit shortly. And he's a little surprised that he's ground. He's given us such a low, um, police opera, you know, police role in this movie. Yeah, a desk job. Mm, yes. Yeah. And he thought, and he, he even swears a couple of times. And there's a device there where you get a fine for saying swear yeah, words. Yeah, if you swear, you, you get fined one credit or something, or you get whatever. And it, it puts out a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah saying you'll find one credit, yada, yada. Sort of like when you go, if you got a um, fine for doing something bad in a car. Yeah, but the thing is, um, the modern day toilets don't use toilet paper. Yeah, you have three just a weird shells. shell thing. <laughs> so, but no one tells him, John Spartan, how to use his three seashells. And he no. said, that, uh, there's no toilet paper in your toilet. And everyone yeah. thinks a bit of a chuckle. Yeah, yeah they yeah. think that um, he, he should know. But how was he supposed to know? He's that been, he's, he's been away for a couple of years. Yeah. And anyway, he starts, sw- he, oh, every time he swears, he gets a piece of paper. So he says, so much for the free seashells. So, so yeah, <laughs> swear, 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 swear. He gets a handful of paper. So back in a minute. So he, he got his wad of paper yeah. and he went back to the toilet in yeah. that cute. Yeah. So later on, he, they discuss um, what Simon Phoenix's next plan is. While the head chief policeman guy says that most likely um, Simon would develop a chemical lab and develop a crime center that way. But um, John, Spartan. John Spartan had a different theory. He says... Um, spot that Simon will be looking for a weapon. Yeah, he wants firearms. Yeah, he would not need... What um, would you know? Well, yeah. the computer told the other guy what to do, but John Spartan yeah. knew better. Well, uh-huh. that's the thing. You need weapons, and you need um, a bunch of people working for you. You can't... I mean, look... I mean, you can't really go and recruit someone out there, can you? Most well, of them would... Yeah, and, uh, well, I don't know what you got in your country, in America, or in England, or whatever, but uh, well, there's obviously online sites to get jobs. Yeah, but bear in mind, Mike, that they can't. would have um, they would have them recruit them on the streets, like people who are you, not... You can't advertise for hired killers and stuff. No. Right, okay. Yes, I and Simon okay. Phoenix is new in this world, and he doesn't have he any, doesn't have any friends. He doesn't have any friends. All friends are in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. anyway, um, the chief of police say, the only way you can get a weapon is... At a museum, and this clicks into Sparta's head and, and everyone around him. 
thinking well, not of everyone it. around him. Yeah. Sandra Bullock and Yeah, her she says that there's partner. no way yeah. they could get he removed the um guns from them because they would be under special glass yeah. and special uh, you know alarm systems alarm and whatever systems. lockdowns and he yeah. did. But he did. <laughs> he ended up taking one of the um security guards wa- um bodies and flung it right through the glass. And it, it shattered. What's a very good security glass, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, and he was able to get some weapons and some modern day stuff too. Yeah, he said, where's the Star Wars stuff? You know, uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, he had some electronic yeah, special impulse gun or something yeah, like that. Yeah, where yeah. you just recharge it probably from a... From a, the wall, maybe I'm not sure. No, we could have a little battery pack, you know, yeah. whatever. Anyway, yeah. Sparta gets into the police car with a few of the policemen, along with Sandra Bullock, and while they're pl- they, he then listens to their modern music, or and it sounds bl- oh, awful. <laughs> As we said, yep. it's just awful, and just like I said, back in the fridge. Yeah. Back yeah. <laughs> so he then goes to the um the museum, and he then tells um Gus for uh, Alfredo Garcia, hey, Luke Skywalker, when he's taking his computer off him, saying, use the force. <laughs> Meaning, use your brain, not, not just the computer. <laughs> yeah. Well, his computer was just saying, you must go in, con- in contact with the um, terrorist guy. And, yeah. well, that's good and well, but what are you going to say to him? Are you going to say, please, please, please come out of there. We won't hurt you, yada, yada, yada. Mm. As if that's going to work. Yeah. Hmm. It wouldn't work for me. No. No. Anyway, he anyway he heads inside, and they and and Sparta and Simon they begin uh, a fight with the with modern and modern day guns and some old ones. and some old stuff, and of course and? he didn't really have a use for that that weird stick thing, although he did put it into the water and it then sharpened some sparks. Yeah, he, did a bit. he used it a bit. But anyway, yeah. they, had, they had a big fight in the museum and trash the place, like yeah. one would expect in this sort of movie. And, mm. of course, dear Simon escapes and he runs into Mayor Cocktail, whatever, or Mayor or President, I'm not sure. Well, uh, could be the Mayor, didn't yeah. he? Didn't he say they just call for, for him as Dr. Cocktail or something? Yeah, like, Dr. Yeah. Cocktail, whatever. Yeah, so yeah. He maybe meets, the Mayor. Yeah, yeah, he's about to shoot him <coughs> in the probably ahead but somehow he can't do it for gosh knows he's reason. been programmed he, not to kill him ah. uh, he then tells him um reminds him that he has a job to do to go and kill edgar friendly Nick. and it clicks in the fact who has re- pro- has programmed him to do that this yes, guy's cocktail guy yes he, he wants to create a bit of anarchy in there and stuff and disruption so he could um, kill him. Um, uh, uh, Edgar Friendly guy out of the way and um, prove that he's in control and a good guy and the other guys are bad guys. Mm. Whatever. Some, yeah, whatever. Some, some good storyline. Yeah, eventually uh, Simon scatters away and <coughs> and John me- Sparta meets um, Cartel and he says, "Oh, thank you for saving me. All that stuff." And he says, suggested that they meet up to uh, at you know, meet up for dinner at Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Now, the point, now, I'm going to stop here. Okay. Because there's a bit of a problem with this. Yeah, I agree. In the original movie, it was Taco Bell. Now, it's, it's some story about the franchise wars and every, yeah. uh, and the one who won out in the end was Taco Bell. So, every restaurant's Taco Bell. So, they wouldn't necessarily be eating tacos. So, but irrespective, um, Burger King, uh, and McDonald's were offered that uh, product placement, mm. and they declined it. Tucker Bell said, "Yes, thank you very much," 
But so many years later, after the movie had been produced and been circulating, hmm. it's been changed to Pizza, Pizza Hut. Hut. And they've CGI'd some of the signage in the movie. Yeah, not really successfully, if I might add. Yeah, no, they've done the, the close-up ones, say Pizza Hut, but you can see the ones in the background saying Taco Bell. Yeah. Why would they bother? I don't know. Unless they had some sort of dispute about royalties, licensing fees or something. I really don't know, but why would you go to that end, end degree after the money's been made on the film, hmm. when it's probably already been home released and everyone's got a copy saying, Taco Bell, why would yeah. you bother changing it? I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, wouldn't um, the, 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 comp- the company that asked... To um, product placement of it, won't they have something to say well, about it? Well, they might have had an argument. It could have, it could have been a breach of con- contract. Oh, I don't know. There's, I can't find anything on it. But what a waste of time. It's already been through the cinemas and it's already out in home media. Most people have had their copies of it. Yeah, and not to mention yeah. the so voices they had to. They do had the voiceovers for yeah, it. Yeah, you could tell right away how new the audio is. I, I heard yeah. it and yeah. know right away that it's, it's already been. Dubbed in, yeah. And, and why would you bother? I mean, it's a big job and fiddly, and, and why a lot of the people hell? put out to work really hard on this. Anyway, let's moving right. Anyway, along. moving Move on. Right along, so, <laughs> um, they so they start trying to organise a manhunt for Simon Phoenix, which doesn't go so well because Simon Phoenix goes to um, he goes to ground, yeah, well, literally underground. Where uh, Edgar, Edgar Friendly and his people live. Yeah, mm-hmm. they live underground, so you see. Because that's, that's the original area of where the original part of of Los Angeles is. Yeah, the rest a, of it, the top part, is it, actually it, It's been layered. all over it somehow, rather. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why. but it's. A, I think it's some places around the world, <laughs> even in America, they've some town or city where they've actually gone up a level and still got some of the old place underground. Yeah. Uh, but why bother? Why don't you steamroll a, a bulldozer, blow it up, and level a backfill that makes you do it properly? I don't know. I, uh, I don't know, Mike. Yeah. So, anyway, so um, John and. Um, Sandra? Uh, what's her name? What's her character's name again? Uh, Lenina Huxley. Oh, Lenina Huxley. Just say Sandra Bullock. Okay, Sandra Lenina. Bullock, sorry. <laughs> so, they go to um, Pizza Hut. I can't, I can't get used to saying that. Taco Bell. No. I'm used to psyching Taco Bell after watching it the first time. So, anyway. Anyway. Ah. So, they go to the restaurant and um, dear old Dr. Cocktail Cocktoe. is there, along with his assistant, whom you may have heard of, named Glenn. Um, I don't know his last name. Uh, Shaddix, is it? Yeah. He's um, been in um, Beetlejuice, the Tim Burton one. Yeah. So he stars in a, in a character in that. And this is one, he's sort of assistant to dear old cocktail yeah. named Bob. 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 Associate Bob. Well, Bob. Hello, Bob. <laughs> hey, I prefer Bob the Blob, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, um, they go there and, of course, the, the food is okay looking. And, of course, Spider says... Um, where is the salt? We're past the salt, and 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 Sandra says um, salt is illegal and all that stuff. If salt's bad for you, so it's going to be illegal. So blah 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 blah. There goes yeah. my taste buds. I was going to say, how about a beer? Huh? Uh, yeah, probably. There's no beer yeah. either. No bourbon. There's yeah, no, only no, milkshakes no. and probably soft and dr- drinks. fruit juice and Maybe. water and 
What a boring life, guys. Yeah. Not like a good Jack Daniels or a Jimmy Bean or something, rather. Uh, whatever. Yeah. So, anyway, um, so Cartel questions him about his time in the, <coughs> def- you know, in his, de- his incarceration in Frost. And John Spider says that he, when he was under the Frost, he, was, he had feelings and thoughts yeah. and even had a nightmare of, of people being burnt in a building. And his wife, and his uh, wife ba- beating on, on the blo- blo- on block of ice, of ice yeah, yeah. because she never gets to see and, her husband. And, and, and he said, "Yeah, I was having a thirty-odd year nightmare." And he didn't believe him. Yeah, he said that you're awake. That's un- that's impossible. But I think no one is bothered to ask these the prisoners what they felt when they were underneath all yeah. that ice. I mean, you would think that everything's slow down to nothing, but yeah. you don't know. Mm. Yeah, they probably just. Um, it's okay if they, they probably experimented on a person for what, a month and never thought he had dreams or maybe a nightmare nah. underneath all that, the ice. Yeah, exactly. And if but, you do a dog or a cat, if, they're not going to tell but you But if though. this is like yeah. years and years, like say so they're many... About 30, 35 30, years. 35 yeah, yeah. years, you might have nightmares and dreams and stuff like that. Anyway, just then, yeah, um, John Sparta notices um, a bunch of the gang people from the under the ground appear and they're going to rob a food truck to get some food yeah because they're hungry yeah yes see they weren't really nasty guys they just they pop up steal some food and go back down uh, underground again yeah so they end up yeah. taking the food and 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 of course everyone cheers and thinks that John has done a great thing and and Cartel tells him that about how these guys are a society, society of thieves and stuff like that yeah. and but John is a little less pleased because that these people he, he realised they're only stealing food. Yeah. They weren't stealing money or anything else yeah, or doing any malicious damage, mm. just stealing food because they're hungry. Yeah, he says that hurting people is not a good thing. Sometimes it is, but but yeah, not to, but not when a bunch of people are trying to find food to eat. Yeah, exactly right. Nothing to snork at or snigger at. What? Snigger at, yeah. Anyway, he, um, yeah. on the way home, um, well, once he gets back to um, Sandra's um, uh, motel or hotel... Well, or they, a unit. Or unit of or, sorts. Or accommodation. Yeah. Her, she, her, her domicile. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he, she suggests mm. they have sex. <laughs> yes. And, and he's thinking, oh, yes, man. Uh, man yeah, um, the old hunk of chunker, or either blowny pony. No, no, <laughs> no. They're more yeah. like Barbarella type having sex. Like, oh, yeah, where you stick a, um, a, a headset on. And they use a little computer to generate... Uh, yeah. A mo- uh, subconscious uh, imagination sex. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, like subconscious imagination and having sex. Um, yeah, without in your head, without touching anybody. Yeah, and of course I would rather do it the old way. Yeah, and by the way, it does look a bit rather weird. And oh, and Sandra Bullock is really raunchy in the dreams, like the the the, uh, the subconscious. Bit, isn't yeah, she? and of course yeah. it feels weird for John to to wear the headset, and and he takes it off and says that. Uh, why don't we just do it the old-fashioned way? And oh. she's like, ugh, disgusting. How gross. Yeah. <laughs> she, I bet she's like a virgin. When well, it would have been a virgin. <laughs> no one's having sex. There. Yes, and he says, um, what about procreation? You know, getting kids yeah. and children. It's done in the And she says in a lab, in a laboratory, just so you guys know, apart from no touching sex activity, they don't even touch hands in this. Like, there's a lot of social distance in this movie. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. But actually, it's quite funny. You talked about that uh, procreation laboratories. I think there was a, um, a book 
Now, I'm stretching my brain here, guys. I could be wrong. I think it was A Brave New World, and I think Aldous Huxley wrote it. Hmm. Uh, and it had a very similar uh, um, modern theme to society. The kids were actually b- born in a laboratory environment and that sort of stuff, and hmm. they didn't really have parents in, in the uh, technical sense. You know, yeah, that's yeah. a shrag. No, it, no it's, that's you know, the way of the future as seen by the writer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so anyway, um, she wants him... Wants um, John Sparks to leave, and he's given accommodations, so you know, like down the hall from from Alina's uh, house Lena, place. Yeah. And he he also has some footage of um, sort of CCTV yeah, CCTV of the of, uh, um, the scene with um, Simon mm. Phoenix and, and the, the cocktail and having a chat. Yeah, uh-huh. and according to John Sparta. It was a too. It was too long of a chat because it does take a lot yeah. longer for. It doesn't take that long no, yeah, to get a bullet into someone's no, head. He, what he actually said is, I mean, when Simon Finch came out of his escape hole window somewhere rather than the museum, and he came out of there, tri- tried to shoot Mr. Doctor Cocteau, and he couldn't. And and Cocteau was talking to him, and and for about ten seconds, and and uh, yeah. Spartan says. When your guy like that is with you, it's that's a bit. You got for ten seconds, he's gonna kill you. That's about nine and a half seconds too long. Yeah. So yeah, he's gonna shoot him straight away. So yeah. something wasn't quite right. Yeah. Mm. So that very night, um, cocktail. Um, Simon Phoenix visits cocktail and asks him about all these gifts he's been given in his mind. Yeah, and just like Santa Claus. Yes. Mm. Anyway, he um asks about how. Why he's given these things, and they and he wants, and cocktails tells him that he wants him to kill ego friendly so to prevent an uprising, yeah, and to cement his place in society here, yes, yeah, and that's what it was, yeah, mm. yes. So he wants, um, because I think he sees him as a big threat because half of the people are outcasts, and that's like, um, and it's hundreds of them, and like. Mm. A and the rest of the people upstairs are just say half of that too, and it's like he doesn't got any control of all the society. I mean, no, he wants total control. He wants of total everybody. control of everybody. Big Brother is watching. Ooh. So anyway, um, he suggests that that he, that in return for for Simon's help, he'll stuff John Sparta back in the fridge. Yay! And give him, and probably give him a, a Malibu, probably as a what? <laughs> you know, uh, um, Malibu, Los Angeles. Um, oh area. no, you're gonna give him Malibu. Yes, some different areas around the, around the place to to be his own uh, area where he can wreak havoc and do whatever he likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But who knows what Malibu looks like now? Oh, in the if future, it, it might be nice. It's no, just nice Los, now, I believe. If Los Angeles was glossed over, like. In that area, then I'm no doubt the rest of the area is going to look like glossed over like that. Very nice, pretty and upgraded. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. Move on. The next morning, John meets up with um with um Sandra, and he tells her how sorry he is and gives her a nice knitted sweater. Yeah, which he 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 knitted that night. Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't knit. A sweater in six months. <laughs> yeah, anyway, he's a little upset that his um, rehab programs in his head were because, you know, that he's become a seamstress while um, John, while Simon is given all these um, yeah. 
skills. Weapons training, martial arts, uh, computer, blah, yeah. blah, blah. They blah, even yeah. access his um, his rehab ability program and it has all the stuff. All the nasty and, things you didn't want. And this mm. horrifies um, Lena Huxley. Lena, yeah. And she's like, oh my gosh, this is just going to create a horrible monster, not a proper... A, a, a and a nicer um, human being, yes. Yeah, mm. and John Sparta suggests maybe we should go to Dr. Carter, I mean, Cocktail, and find out why he's he's reprogrammed Simon into this monster. But Lena says, no, John Sparta, you don't accuse um, your pr- our, leader. Pres- our leader in this way. It's rude. <laughs> Her <laughs> words, just so you know. She's a cute person, but she doesn't see the whole picture that... That someone like this does not do it just for the yeah. practical fun of it. Yeah. He's they he, have he, motives. He, 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 oh, yes. Sell tickets to the movie. Mm. Yeah. So, but, anyway, mm. they go to Cocktail's, um, you know, headquarters or whatever. And John gives him a horrible talking down to. He's telling him how 10 seconds is too long for Simon to just put a bullet in his head. Yeah. So, you weren't lucky something was going on. He knew... Ah. Ah, yes, and but dear old cartel says um, to Lena, arrest John for all this stuff and yeah, stuff him back, him back the bridge. in the bridge. And but they don't do this. They suggest to go down, down into the lower parts of the um, city to find Simon hmm. Phoenix because John Sparta figures that he is down there because the wise man spread hunt didn't work because he was in the one yeah, place that no go. one would go and they couldn't monitor. Underground. Mm. So, so he goes down there, and before we get down there, Sandra's character says, "I'm going. I'm with you. Let's go blow this guy." Oh look! <laughs> I think I can. Are die. you going to tell him what they had for breakfast as well? Why don't you leave a couple of things? But the interesting thing about Sandra's character is she makes She's she makes up all her her dialogue. Yeah, all, yeah, all the uh, <laughs> slangs and the yeah, and. Friendly little quirkalisms, whatever. Mm. Uh, she gets them wrong all the way through. But then again, when you think about it, they, she's been forced not to swear, you know, yes, in this but, world. But she studied the 20th century and she got most of it wrong. <laughs> so, anyway, anyway, back to the movie. So, they head into the wastelands and it's not um, as hostile as people make out. Yeah, they're frightened people. Yeah, and yeah. including... Living in squalor. Yeah, mm. even um, John Spider was able to get a proper hamburger. Well, well ra- a rat burger. Yeah. <laughs> is it, someone said, well, oh, that smell, mm, that's all so great. And some nice beer. They, that I, someone too. said, you see any cows down here? Mm. Ask what it's made out of. Blah, 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 blah. It's speaking in Spanish, and I don't know Spanish. I got the word ratus at the end of it. He's yeah. like, oh, mm, rat burger. Mm, yeah, you liked it. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Well, as long as they clean the, the meat and all that. Well, I was going to say that rat is only as dirty as its environment. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... I um, think that yeah. if you if it's clean and, and well, and, the meat, and it's just the meat you're eating, yeah. then it may be okay. As long as people have birds, quails... Some people eat lizards, you know, guanas and everything. He also had a beer, too. So I guess yeah. someone down there is, is brewing been something. distillerating some stuff. Well, you need a beer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, um, so they then um, walk around right and now. notice that a lot of the people down there are not your typical health you know, terrorist type groups. Most They're of them, really nice people. Yeah, most of the people were homeless, sat, scared and frightened. 
And who could blame them? They don't see too many policemen down there very often, do they? Yeah, no, no, no one's game to go down there. But they might get, get might get a boo boo. Yeah, yeah, even Lena says they're not. They don't seem so hostile, um, John Spartan. And he says, no, they don't. They look hungry. No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they then spot something that is very something you never see before in there. A fancy um, car that's probably never seen the light of day for, like, say, several years. Since before the apocalypse, has it? <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful car. And an Oldsmobile. Very yes. nice. Not and a this, good one. Yeah, yeah, and this is where we run into Edgar Friendly. And they think that that he that he's been very hostile he's even has his own old-fashioned weapons and he's gonna have Blow. an altercation there with the john spartan and john spartan uh, tells him what he's really down there for is looking for the guys hired to kill him yeah ah. yeah edgar friendly does acts really interesting in the scene i like it when he says you just tell cartel to kiss my you know what and he then goes on a fact that that he wants he wants to do things that he wants he his wants, way. He wants to have free will. Yeah, he wants to... Yeah, um, which is good. Yeah, he wants to eat fat foods. He doesn't care about um, whether or not it makes him bad for him. You get cholesterol or whatever. doesn't really care, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even his men laugh at that. <laughs> no, the point, I mean, when you think about it, it's, if, if you don't have free will to a certain degree in society, hmm. uh, you need some, obviously, some governing rules. Hmm. I mean... It's not an existence. It's not a life. It's just I, I'm gonna hang around until I die. Yeah. It's just yeah, there's nothing there to inspire you to do anything. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, then um, John tells them, I think that cocktail is there. It's brought down Simon Phoenix to kill you. So, and then he explains the situation and thinks, and even Edgar thought is this is kind of interesting that this guy was disfrosted because, for, for my sake, I'm flattered. Yeah, that John yeah. explains, um, don't be flattered, this guy's a homicidal maniac. Yeah, really. <laughs> Meanwhile, too. down there, um, a lot of other... Simon Phoenix earlier asked Cocktail to defrost other members of his gang who were under defrost. Yeah. And they all agreed to um, go ahead and do, you know, what Simon was instructed to kill Edgar Friendly. Mm. Anyway, they then Simon does see them down there and says, "Oh, I must have done a, something wonderful in my previous life. Can't imagine what it was." Yeah, and he was excited about that two for the price of one, meaning he Edgar kill Friendly. John Spartan and kill Edgar Friendly. Exactly. What a good package deal. A doubleheader. Yeah. Yes. So they end up firing, and there's a bit of a mix of deaths here. But I won't mention. It doesn't matter to me. So anyway, and then it, Edgar. Um, I mean, not Edgar. I mean, Simon ends up getting out of the manhole, getting out of the um, underground, and then gets into um, the police car. And while this is happening, John and Lena Huxley end up going inside the really rare and awesome ca red car. Oldsmobile. Yes. Very nice. And Convertible. Yeah. Convertible? Mm-hmm. And they end up heading to, hmm. to the second level in an old elevator shaft. Which is quite surprising whether it's still working. And <laughs> And I'm, I'm quite surprised that the tyres on the car were still pumped up. It looked like the car was brand new. Anyway, mate, but it was really great there. too that John remembers to power on this kind of old mobile. You know, I think it's kind of cool, especially and the fuel would have been off by now too. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. So anyway, they have a brief car chase, and at one point, um, Lena's um, driving the car, having no not, no knowledge of. Well, she has knowledge of 
driving future cars, future but, cars, not but past cars. cars. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, John ends up jumping onto the onto the police car and he fights that with, John, with Simon Phoenix. And wham, Simon, bam, thank you, and Simon yeah. Phoenix uh, even admits that he, that all the people that died in the past were actually already dead in, you know, he killed them and his he, men yeah, killed them. Yeah, they're already dead, yeah. Meaning mm. John didn't have realised that the truth. He didn't do anything wrong. Yes, mm. and while this, ah. and soon enough, Simon escapes the car and the car malfunctions. Like, it was, he tries to get it, you know, autopi- get it off autopilot, but something goes wrong. And they crash right into the um, sub-Angela's police um, fountain, we, the fountain? fountain. Fountain out front, yeah. And he gets styrofoam <laughs> wrapped so around yeah, him. Some sort of uh, foamy sort of stuff comes out there and stops it. Like, yeah. like a futuristic futuristic airbag. airbag. Mm. Anyway, Alinas Huxley drives up and she tries to tap on the windscreen, or what remains of the windscreen. Well, and the foamy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and soon enough he gets out and he's covered in... Sh- um, His white crap. Yeah, and he remarks, don't worry, all I need is a needle and a thread. And he says, I really didn't say that, did I? Yeah. <laughs> yes, and that's not really masculine. Well, I, was, okay. I was training. Yes, of course the police are not too thrilled. They smashed the car into the wind, into the police station. Well, it could be worse. Hmm? Could have run over somebody at the, yeah. somebody at the police station. Yeah. But enough, I carry on. Yes, soon, soon <laughs> enough the outsiders, they arrive also on the streets and the police are a little bit worried that they're going to be manhandled by them, but they're they're harmless, as we fa- figured out. And, and um, John Spartan borrows a few guns from them and, of course, the, ch- the chief of police says, you you take these guns from these people who just happen to be outsiders. And Edgar Fernick says, we shop, we use these guns for grocery shopping. Yeah, great, yeah. yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> and, of course, um, they, the chief wants to arrest John Spartan and all that stuff. But John just says, skip it, chief. And Alina exactly. Huxley says to him, chief, you can take, take this, this job, job and, and you shovel it. it. And John Spartan uh, says, take this job and shovel it. Mm, close, oh, close enough. enough. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit. That's rather funny. And meanwhile, um, Simon is back at Cocktail's place and Cocktail is amused at the fact that, that Simon has caused chaos in the streets, yada, yada, yada. And, but Simon is getting fed up about working for this creepo. So he gets one of his men to shoot him. Because they weren't programmed not to shoot him. Yes. He forgot about that. <laughs> and soon enough, um, they decide to go ahead and defrost more of the prisoners in the... Um, the cryogenic area. Yeah. Yeah, he's having a great time. Oh, he's all his old friends are in there. Yeah. yeah why not? So anyway, uh, Lena and, and John, they head inside the building and they get tackled by a couple of, of the bad of Simon's men but luckily enough John and and Lena were able to knock them out and it's surprisingly in the scene Lena is able to she kind of hit you know really gets really interested in, in the martial arts uh, thing and Spartan says hey, when did, did you learn that it says Jackie Chan movies wasn't it Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jackie Chan moves. She really um, got really into them, unlike the other policemen who just did it wimperly. Yeah. Oh, who cares? They I mean, they were no not they have no knowledge of modern hey, past. Jackie Chan movies are all really good. <laughs> yeah. Soon enough, they hear what Simon's got planned, and they um, make their plans to go and try to take him by force. Of course, John, being the um, good Samaritan, decides to let Lelina. Le- Skip this one out. Yeah, he, he by, knocks her out. 
Yeah, in a well, nice the, way. The glow stick thing, you know. Yeah. Anyway, he then takes the car and rams it into the parking lot and makes his way down to the um the cryogenics freezing area. And had a big fight down there. Yeah, right? they have a fight. There's a bit of blood, or but not blood, and a bit of frost. And I love this bit of dialogue he says in this scene when, when it's freezing cold and he says, is it cold in here or is or it just me? me? Simon says the same thing at the opening, at the of the movie. but mm. I think this one suits this scene a lot more better because it's frozen, it's creepy, and it's kind of a great comeback. <laughs> and John Spartan has a thing in his hand which has a thing in it which helps the freezing process for the cryogenics. Yeah. And he smashes on the ground <laughs> and it starts off this chain reaction to freeze everything. Yeah. John Spartan just froze it on the ground just and it frosts everything. Including Simon Phoenix. And, and John Spartan jumps up and gets away from everything yeah. so he, he doesn't get frozen in the process. Yeah. And then yeah. he uses his foot after Phoenix's head whole body's frozen. He then uses his foot and kicks his head Simon's head off his body and, and it rolls on the ground and it smashes. Yeah, and while this is happening, the mm. whole um, cryogenics area is exploding. It, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Because the cold of this chain reaction thing here is starting to set everything off and yeah. break it all. And yeah, and destroying Ray. the whole um, prison, cryogenic prison, completely. It destroys it, goes boom. Mm-hmm. It's like in demolition, not demolition, in uh, the um, lawnmower man. They, they, he blew that one up, didn't he? Mm. Mm, yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, at the end of it, yeah, we're in there. At the end of the movie, there is in there. Is going. He was going to blow it up. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. anyway, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> so John up comes outside. Uh, everything is, uh, well, all the policemen are there, and they say, uh, "You have, uh, have you up and handed Simon Phoenix?" And they said, "Not exactly up and handed, because he's now history. He's not up and handed and, at all. And the cryogenics, that's history too." And, and the, the and chief of police says, so what are we going to do? Society is yeah. doomed. Doomed, doomed. But Edgar yeah. Friendly suggests they should all go go get pissed and and just and create some a little bit of fun chaos. Yeah, yeah. And and, and, and uh, John Spartan says, yeah, you put your heads together and you'll sort it out and you know, meet in the middle somewhere. You yeah. know, find, find some middle ground. Yeah, I, I like to think that Edgar Friendly would turn into a, a politician, a maybe. He could be a good leader, yeah. Yeah, it seems like it's going into that general direction. Well, it was heading that way, yeah. yeah. Edgar Friendly yeah, is and, a nice and man. Bob's, yeah. And Bob, the associate to Cartel, is there trying to... And he suck says, up. Suck yeah, up. Yeah, and he yeah. says, Bob, Bob, let's think about your outfit first. You and look the, like a couch. Yeah, <laughs> and do something about your hair. Yes. Choose colour. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. I got to admit, I, I like... Uh, anyway, um, Lolina is but soon appears and she says, "Thank you for knocking me unconscious." No, rendering me rendering unconscious. Me. He always had perfect English. He did. Yeah. Yes, and he they he then gives her a um a hero's kiss. And she said, "Wow." He's all. And anyway, she says, "Raw fluid exchange is not as great as that." And he says, and "Better, even better." So she grabs him and kisses him, and then the wand drops. Like we know what's going to happen next, don't we, folks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meaning she might get her first time doing it. A hunk of chunk of time. Yeah. Yeah. And just so you guys know, if I haven't mentioned it earlier, that Sandra Bullock and Sylvester Stallone—they were actually good friends on this production, and she considers him like her older brother. Oh, it lovely. So it's nice that they—they they got along. I like it when actors get along with one another and yeah. they think of each other as family. Anyway, that was it. They rode it, rode off into the sunset or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> quite right. Yeah. 
Anyway. And that was a sort of long storyline. However, you get the gist of it now, don't yeah, you? Yeah, and the title was taken from the the police song of the same name, hence the use of Sting well, to yeah. make the song for yeah. the movie. Did the, was the song made first? Um, I think the song was first. Yeah, okay. But anyway. I think it was remade, you know, to suit well, they this might one have, too. They, well, they may have made it for the movie. They may not have, I don't know. But yeah, Demolition Man was a good movie and a good song. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. And I'll just so you guys know, this, the, seeing as this was called um, Lost, the Lost was renamed S- San Angeles, not Los Angeles. It was take, the name was taken from Blade Runner in 1982. It was going to be na- the name of the city that in that movie. Okay, didn't know that. But Very they, good. But, but they didn't use it, sadly enough, sadly. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, the open set that was inspired by the Los Angeles riot that happened just six months before filming began. I'll there was a bit of a riot in the beginning I'll take you opening. That's hmm. okay. Yeah, the beginning of the end. Yeah, that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah. A bit of st- stock footage from the newsreels. Yeah. Well, not stock not? footage. Just um, they just got inspired by the for the uh, probably footage. Oh, whatever then. Anyway. <laughs> Anything you want to talk about? Yeah, I don't want to talk another about thing much, about though. the wardrobe at, it, for the uh, for the um, future world, uh, most of the um, ki- most of the characters were wearing Japanese kimono style outfits. Yeah, they were. They had the Japanese feel. I must admit, yeah, like yeah, sort of a kimono type wrap around sort of. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, another thing about the wardrobe: Wesley's shoulder pads are made out of tire treads and other car parts. But then again, that yeah. makes a little sense. Yeah, well, yeah, could have been. Yeah, People, yeah. I think a lot of um, characters the ones who were living in the outcasts wore a cl- clothing out of sort of material such as that. Yeah, interesting. Mm. Now, uh, I was reading something here earlier on. Uh, Steven Seagal had originally been uh, attached as a leading actor who would have been doing uh, Stallone's bit. And Jean-Claude Van Damme was going to be the, uh, do the Wesley Snipes bit. And, um, that would make a little sense. I, like, I, like, I do love Steven Seagal movies. Me, me too. But um, apart from being a martial arts guy in the movies, I mean, Stallone's got a more rougher, um, what do you um, mm. hard, street hardened, yeah, p- uh, personality in these movies. Mm. I don't think seagal's got the same sort of personality He's, he, he, he can play a policeman he can do whatever he likes do an action hero but mm. you, you need a personality and you mentioned to me earlier on but he had you got the rocky movies and you got your rambo movies and you got this and you got the same personality coming out of stallone and i think it's stallone's real personality that he brings into making these parts mm. these roles work mm. And, um, yeah, Stallone is Stallone, and mm. Stallone, whether he's a good actor or a bad actor in someone's eyes, doesn't matter, but the point is that the roles he goes into, he does something with them. Mm. He does a, the Stallone magic, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Another thing mm. about um, Sylvester and um, Wesley, he, they also they both appeared in the um, Extend- Expendable movie that... Yeah, Expendable. Three, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should say, that, that was made in year two, that was released in year 2014. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I've seen this Expendables 1 and 2. I don't know about 3. Yeah, mm, mm, mm. interesting. Yeah, and as Ooh. I said before, um, the fans had paid over $1,004 for 
uh, St. Angela's Police Department uniform was worn in the movie. So this is, as you said before, this you said the director was, um, he's, this is his first major yeah, he's feature. F- he's his first feature at all. No, his first debut. He's, he's yeah. first feature film. He's yeah. doing commercials and stuff. Yeah, so mm. this is his first yeah. one. And he did great. He, so it was sort of like an independent film for him. Well, it wasn't independent, but um, for him it was good. Mm. He did great. Yeah, and he made uh, it work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't it's clever how he did it. Well, I don't know clever. I mean, it's a, a good director, to me, has to have the mind of an artist. Exactly so. You've got to be able to see it. And you say, oh, I want this sort of thing happening. So you go to the set maker and say, I want that, 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 and that, and that. Or you go to the concept artist and say, draw something like that, and I'll look and look at it. And then you can say, yeah, something like that. And you can pass on to the other people and say, I want something like that. Whatever. Uh, and you've got to be like an artist in his head, I suppose. A, go- yeah. a, a good director. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I can't think of anything I really want to talk about. It, 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 the storyline is what it is. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a good movie. It's good action. A good action movie, one of Stallone's better action movies, I, I would say. I would say yes. I think that Sylvester Stallone would agree with you on that one, Mike. That he says this is one of the his he's he thought this was um a, a worthwhile movie in the, in the well, sense. It's a good one. Yeah, and, and even the critics like this one too for a change. Mm-hmm. Um, all you got, you got, you got a lot of good. Um, I think a good feedback from all the critics and everything. Yeah. They liked it generally. Well, it, it does yeah. have um, his major interests involved in this film. He he likes a bit of humour and liberty in, uh, and a bit of um, you know the odd um, chuckle here and there in the story to make the it, the story uh, worth well, watching. I, I worth found some information in my notes about Takai Bell. Ah, ah this be here good. we go. This will be interesting. Uh, all right. One of the film's focal points is Tucker Bell being the sole surviving restaurant chain mm. after the franchise wars. <laughs> the European version of the film substitutes Tucker Bell with Pizza Hut ah. because Tucker Bell is not as well known outside the United States. Well, that's true, Mike. I mean, the only one I have seen out, you know, in the where we live is yep. is. Not, well, not too far from where we yeah, live. Yeah, the first one I've ever seen in Australia. So, yeah. But I've, I've heard of Taco Bell. And mm. why would you go to the expense? I also heard of Chuck E. Cheese, but that, I haven't seen oh, that Chuck around Cheese. here. Yeah, yeah. We, we had a Chuck E. Cheese here years ago yeah. when you were a kid. The mouse... And you had the pizza place. I just don't seem to have a good memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah a long time ago when you were a child. And, 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 most, long time and not to mention, <laughs> I ha- the only things I can remember... Were the Maccas and Red Rooster and KFC? Uh, those are uh, and Pizza Hut. That's and all Sizzler. the re- and Yay. And those are the only yeah. restaurants I am familiar with. Yeah, but no, we do a Chuck E. Cheese, and then there was a pizza place, a, 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 a computer animatronics or whatever. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, that, 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 so that's that's where the Taco Bell and the Pizza Hut part came in. So we the copy we have at the moment that we're watching must be the European version mm. because. I remember seeing the original version saying Taco Bell. So I have seen a lot of other mm. movies and TV shows who rec- who talk about Taco Bell a couple of times. But they're usually American programs. But they're mostly American yeah. or movies and TV shows. Anyway, irrespective, that solves the Taco Bell mystery that we, mm. were, we, we, were, we were discussing before. Mm-hmm, agreed. So I've got lots of notes here, guys. I've got about eight pages of notes I've downloaded yeah. from the computer. Yeah, yeah. I haven't read them all yet. <laughs> I uh, can't read them all. No, that's true. Otherwise, I'd be here all night. Um, I'll see if there's anything else I can throw in here. Oh, yes. Interesting bit here. 
plagiarism accusation. Ooh, now, that's Hungarian science fiction writer Istvan Namir, I think it is, says that most of Demolition Man is based on his novel uh, Holtak Harka, or uh, in English, uh, Fight of the Dead, mm. published in 1986. In the novel, a terrorist and his enemy, a counter-terrorism soldier, are triumphantly frozen and awakened in the 22nd century to find violence has been purged from society. Very similar. But didn't you... S- I think I read that that article bit and I heard that the writers or the screenwriters didn't even knew about that, that book. Everyone can say they didn't know about it. But I can also turn around and say there's only just so many different ideas and they ask the writers here got the idea of cryogenics from rich guys wanting to freeze themselves mm. and that sort of stuff and you know utopian societies and blade runners and different things uh, yeah, different uh, different other storylines yeah. spurred them on but they didn't copy the book yeah that's but, why that's why i'm thinking yeah, that, but that no i'm just w- saying if the accusation so mm. because we had um uh there's a song stand by me yeah and it was similar in chords to another song, and the person said, uh, George Harrison, George Harrison copied his song. George Harrison didn't even know this guy. Didn't This this song that he wrote was never on the radio. If it was, it was very, very, very rare. Or not very local. He wasn't a well-known musician or singer or whatever, and I don't think, he had a major claim or uh, George Harrison might have said okay look you give him a few thousand dollars to shut him up I don't know I can't remember but he didn't have a real claim it's sort of like 12 bar blues in music mm. it's three chords Johnny B. Good has got the same chords as Kansas City who's going to complain who you know it, it, mm, it's, quite right yeah whatever yeah. I can't admit I do think yeah. it I mean um, I do get worried sometimes whenever I think about plagiarism or copyright and I do worry that about um, how much inspiration you can get from some, someone else's work. Well, you look at the old B-movies back in the olden days, uh, back in the 50s and 40s, you know, the sci-fis and horror movies. Okay, we have got uh, atomic bomb goes off, the ant gets big or the the, uh, the praying mantis gets big or something else, or, or a giant spider, something. it's all radioactive or stuff, something. blah, blah, blah. They run, run rampant, the military comes in, blows them up, whatever, everybody lives happily ever after. They're all the same story almost. A mm. different, different creature. Mm. <laughs> That's about it. So mm. yeah, but no one grumbled back in those days. No. So yeah, I don't know. I don't care. Anyway, don't um, care. do you want to grade this movie? Oh now? yeah, I'm going to give this about nine and a half. I'm going to give it a ten out of ten. Oh. Well, I like Sylvester, and I admire the fact that not only did he um was an actor, but he also did his own script writing, and I do admire him for wearing so many hats. Yes. And he's and his skills in sewing and knitting. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh man, I felt sorry for no, that sorry. one. Yeah, yeah. He, he he comes out as a seamstress. The other come, <laughs> uh, other guy comes out as a homicide maniac. Uh, really good. I don't know. It's, it work. It works. For me, it's a good storyline. It's. I believe it's available on. Uh, from Amazon, different Amazon. places, yeah. So yeah, go. It may be on stream somewhere. I yeah, don't know might where. be able to pay for it on a streaming site. But you pay a couple of bucks, have a, have a look at it. Good movie. It's um. Now we did um Judge Dredd the other day, mm-hmm. which was done a couple of years after this. Um, 
same sort of personality, but I, this is a far better movie in my, in my eyes. So if you had a choice between either movie to watch, I'd watch this one, but I suggest you watch both of them. Mm. Okay. There you go. Aha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, so... Hey, I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't bagged any trolls or anybody, have I? No. Do I bag? No, we won't do it. No. <laughs> so, anyway, thanks for listening to this last episode, guys. This is Sarah Stevenson. And Michael Stevenson. Saying, see you guys around. Enjoy. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>